Welcome to this week's episode of the People Podcast. Are you in human resources, recruiting professionally, or an entrepreneur growing a team? This is the podcast for you. We are going to bring you all of the latest trends, technologies, and strategies to take your workforce to the next level. Implementing the tips and know-how will enable you to create and keep a world-class workforce. Here is your host, Jesse Tinsley. Hey, People Podcast listeners. This week's episode is sponsored by HackerRank. HackerRank, the developer skills company, helps businesses attract, evaluate, and hire the best technical talent from around the world. Over 2,000 customers across all industries, including 25% of the Fortune 100, rely on HackerRank to raise their hiring bar. More than 11 million developers, 30% of the global developer population, trust HackerRank to learn and practice coding skills. Every eight seconds, a developer completes a HackerRank assessment. For more information, visit HackerRank.com. Vivek, thanks so much for joining me on the People Podcast. Thank you, Jesse, for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you. And just to get started, can you give our audience just a quick overview of your background and how you started HackerRank? Sure. I'm, I'm Vivek. I'm one of the founders and CEO of HackerRank. I used to work at Amazon prior to this, where I did a bunch of technical interviews. And, and I realized that resumes were actually a very poor signal to how you perform in the interviews, which is kind of what got us started to building this company. We launched in 2013, so we've been live for about seven years. And our mission at HackerRank is to accelerate the world's innovation. And we do that by increasing the supply of developers, matching them to the right opportunities, and making sure that we can help companies plan their developer or developer workforce. So those are the three pillars of our strategy that we continue to execute. We've transformed the whole hiring process for over 2,000 companies across the globe. We've assessed over 11 million developers. And last year, 10% of the developers who changed jobs took an assessment on HackerRank. So that's the scale at which we're operating, growing quickly. Yep, that's a quick background. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. And I think just to give context, uh, Vivek and I used to work together for a brief time. We're helping you guys hire. And it's really great to see that you guys are growing so much where so many companies in the HR tech space come and go. It seems like HackerRank's kind of been like a staple product, given your guys' longevity and user growth and everything in that realm. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that in terms of what you guys are working on right now in regards to remote technical hiring the last few months. Obviously, a lot of things have changed in terms of like, volume, hiring needs of companies, and the overall demand. I'm curious what your, your thoughts are, what you guys are seeing there. Yeah. Firstly, thank you for all the help that you did maybe, what, three, four years back on helping us hire some key people. Quite a few of them are still there. So so thank you so much for your help. And then at a broad level, in terms of remote hiring, I think what we are starting to see in our customer install base is, you know, if I can split it into two buckets, there's one section of customers who have been like hugely impacted by COVID, whether they're small businesses or if, if you're in a particular industry like restaurant or hospitality or travel, you know, there's there's been a massive impact on your business and they're passed on hiring for the most part. And then you have the second bucket who are actually accelerating their hiring because their use of products are their products are being consumed more. Twilio, Atlassian, Bloomberg, Amazon, and all of these companies are continuing to hire at a rapid pace. And the way that they are hiring right now, because of the way that the world is organized with everybody working from home and lockdown and even worse, like curfew and other parts of it, is the only way that you can actually hire right now is just hire remotely. That's it. Uh, That includes everything from doing an interview, a debriefing, rolling out an offer and onboarding. 
So we've actually done a lot in our product and our company to make sure that our solution can adapt and help a company hire developers remotely, giving them the same level of confidence, if not greater level of confidence, on making an offer that you would have otherwise done during an on-site session. So those are some of the things. And some of the functionalities that we did was how do you replicate an on-site whiteboard system design interview in a virtual way? So we actually implemented the virtual whiteboard. And then you have during, if you had like a physical office and an on-site interview session, you're going to have these hallway conversations where you're going to ask your colleague, hey, what did you think of this candidate? What did you ask? What should I focus on? All of those hallway conversations go out of the window right now because you just all you have is a candidate invite with a Zoom link uh, that says, like, go jump and take this interview. So how do you make sure that you're very clear on the skills that you need to assess the candidate on and whether it's different from the previous interviewer or not? So we build product features and functionalities to make sure that every interviewer is clear on what skill sets that you are assigned to and what you need to assess on. So there's like a bunch of things that we had to do in the product to make sure that our product can be adapted by remote hiring. And I'm happy to say that we've done over 100,000 interviews just in the last, like, whatever, 30-ish days or so across companies using our product to do remote interviews. It's, it's been a pretty successful outcome. Yeah, in terms of, like, the remote technical hiring, how is, like, the overall demand? I assume that your guys' service and products probably, the demand for it's probably gone up in the last few months. Like, overall usage is probably semi-down just because some hiring's been frozen. But from like the perspective of new inbound leads and like the growth of your guys' user base and overall product with different customers, I feel like this is a tool most most companies would need right now, specifically given everything that's going on. Yeah, definitely. Especially when it comes to the second bucket of customers who are actually hiring like crazy and, and growing quickly. They are in need of figuring out how, how do you do remote hiring really well. And you need to like really rethink a lot of the process, you know, remote hiring or virtual hiring is not just trying to take the things that you used to do on-site and just slap a Zoom video or things on top of it and make it like remote hiring. There are certain things that will work really well in just in a collaborative way. For example, it is probably very hard for you to sit in front of each other and start to code when you come on-site. It doesn't feel personal. It doesn't feel good about it. But you know, in a remote setting, that's not odd at all. You know, you can actually have a much more productive, collaborative pair programming session, which is actually a better judge of a candidate's skills, as well as it's also good for the candidate to showcase his or her skills, as opposed to writing a pseudocode on a whiteboard. So there are certain aspects of remote interviewing or remote hiring that are way better than what you would have accomplished on a physical on-site setting. And there are also certain things that are just bad. Like you need to make sure that your logistics are right. So, for example, when I jumped onto this podcast, I used Safari and it said like, hey, you know, Safari is not supported. I mean, that's a little thing, but you need to make sure, okay, go download Chrome, make sure you're using it and whatever tools that customers use, are they using Zoom, are they using HackerRank, are they using WebEx, are they using BlueJeans? You know, there are also other hassles uh, that come into play. So the goal should be to make sure that we can take the best things of the on-site of the physical interview. And make sure that you can actually re-architect in a virtual world and not just say, okay, whatever we used to do in an on-site interview, we're just going to do it remote. I think that's the key part. Yeah, that's great. I think you bring up a really good point. Um, I think in-person interviews, there's a lot of things that can definitely go kind of sideways or not in the candidate's best interest in that regard, whether it's like whiteboard coding or things that are very uncommon in the workplace. Like most engineers, from my understanding, aren't 
whiteboard coding every day unless they're they're interviewing right so uh, they're doing regular pair programming so that makes sense what are some of the new things HackRank is it was working on i know you guys talked to or we previously before this podcast started we we're talking about virtual career fairs and some university recruiting i'd love to hear more about what you guys are doing in that space yeah absolutely i think a big portion of hires come from new grads in, in a company. And when I say big, like, you know, usually large companies hire anywhere between 20 to 30% of their engineering hires come from new grads. And unfortunately, the way that new grads and the university recruiting process happens hasn't changed in decades. And whenever a process hasn't changed in decades, you know, it's actually ripe for disruption. Companies still pick a set of Ivy League schools plus a few schools that are in and around their locality and go ahead and visit these 10 or 15 schools. Now, the reality is there are 400 schools in America where there are computer science programs where students graduate, get computer science degree every year. And the majority of the companies, I would say 80% of the companies, just go to 10 or 15 of these schools. And here's the worst part. Whether you're a startup who just got started and you have 10 people, or you're a large company like Google, you still go to the same school, same set of 10 schools or 15 schools. And so the goal for the virtual career fair is to make sure that we can equalize the playing field. So it shouldn't matter which school you went to, what subject you studied, where you are, as long as you have the skills to do whatever the job that needs to be done, we want to make sure that you have the opportunity to get matched to a company. So we're trying to build an intersection of career fair times virtual hackathon completely online and that's the virtual career fair product that we've just been launched and i think it's going to be a revolution in the university recruiting i think this is going to be the future of university recruiting it actually allows companies to cast a much wider net you don't have to restrict yourself into a few companies that you, a few colleges that you used to usually go to and b it is just way way more efficient from a company's perspective to figure out okay who is good who should i invite on site and others just sitting right where you are, as opposed to trying to make out this big plan of, okay, on day one, we'll go to this school, day five, we'll go to this school. And for this school, we need like these set of engineers and recruiting coordinators and recruiters to come in. There's just like so many logistic hassles. All of those things go away and it's completely remote and virtual. I'm very, very excited. I think it's going to be a fundamental change in the way recruiting is going to be done. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I think you bring up a really, really good point in regards to Generally, when people are hiring, like you said, these top 50 CS schools that, you know, Ivy League schools, Stanford's, Berkeley's. And what I found really interesting that you guys did it recently in the last couple of years was if you go to hackerrank.com slash contest, you look at the school leaderboard, it's not the traditional companies other than UC Berkeley and University of Waterloo. Everything else is a lot. It would be surprising, I think, to most hiring managers that they saw that school leaderboard uh, ranking that you guys did the challenge basically. So yeah, I think it's kind of changing the way that companies hire in that regard, which is definitely interesting. What overall is like like the success been for companies participating in your guys's like hiring through hacker rank for new grads as opposed to like traditional methods? You guys have any like stats or statistics around that? Yeah, I mean like one of the big changes that we're seeing, at least from companies, is we launched this functionality. It was called uh, it's internally called, or maybe even externally called, as the public link feature. And the way that the functionality works is usually you apply to a company and the company looks at your profile and then sends a hack rank assessment. And then based on the assessment, they continue to follow follow through on a process. 
the way public link works is kind of reverse, which is you create an assessment first, and then you put it out to the public, asking anybody who's interested to take the assessment, you can actually go ahead and solve the challenge. And then if you do the challenge well, then you go ahead and apply to the company and then we'll continue the interview process. It's kind of the reverse way of doing the traditional one. And we have seen a huge uptick in the way that our customers have started to use this concept of public link, whether that is the CEO tweeting it out or the recruiter actually spreading it out to different schools and universities, asking the club leaders, like whether you're an ACM club or others, to go ahead and spread out the link, talking to professors, talking to heads of departments. And so this is actually what gave us confidence of even building the virtual career fair because companies were were already looking to widen the net to figure out how they can actually go ahead and hire developers who are not probably going to apply to them or who probably they're not going to screen them based on their profile. So we're starting to see the uptick. And, you know, the good thing is most of the companies that I talk to, and I didn't say like all, but, you know, I usually don't sign up for anything that's 100%. But most of the companies that I talk to really want to do this. They really want to hire on skill over pedigree. They really want to cast a wider net. And it's just that the current set of tools and solutions and the way the way we are orchestrated is not giving them enough leeway to, to operate that way. So the virtual career fair is going to be a platform that's going to fundamentally change that, at least for college grads. Yeah, that, that's huge. In, in regards to inclusivity, it sounds like, right? Because traditionally, these people wouldn't have had a shot at this position because of their backgrounds. And this basically kind of open sources it in regards to, you know, whoever's the best, uh, going back to what you said, skills over pedigree. So that's great. I'm curious, like, why now? Like, why the shift now to, like, universe recruiting? I know you guys have always been focused on engineers of all levels, but uh, generally speaking, university recruiting and internships have kind of been put on the back burner lately for a lot of companies, at least for the last couple of months. I'm curious what prompted the shift now in the last couple of months. Yeah, I think that, again, like it comes back to those two buckets of companies. I think definitely the, the bucket A, as they've completely frozen hiding, and unfortunately, a lot of them had to lay off and others. But company B, uh, I mean, category B, those companies are accelerating their hiring and they need to figure out how to onboard new grads, how to do their hiring process. I mean, they need to get this get this machine going. In fact, one of our customer service now just onboarded 400 new grads. It's completely remote. It's pretty impressive whatever they're doing. And they also published a public blog post saying, look, we are going to honor our commitment on all offers that we make to new grads, as well as increase the number of hires that we're going to make it this year which is pretty amazing for, for a company to make that kind of a commitment to do it. So there are a lot of companies who are going for hiring at an increased pace because their products and are being adopted at a much higher degree right now because of this pandemic. And they all need to find a solution because they can't go to campuses. And even if campuses sort of open, I think people always be skeptical of flying and you're not going to get the same kind of attendance. And so there needs to be something that's going to be fundamentally changed. And we're ahead of the curve on that by launching this. And once people start to get used to this, I believe this will actually stick to it. So it is very, very important that our first version is a very successful one. And we are partnering with a lot of customers, asking them, what are some of the things that we can build? What can we do better when we launch this? Because I really would like this to be the norm in the future. Yeah, that's great. What are some of the dates coming up? You said there's a few dates coming up. Uh, what are those, you know, off the top of your head, uh, what the dates are? So I can, yeah, so we can share that, those uh, career fair dates. If not, I can add them to the show notes. 
Yeah, it's going to be a single date. We're still working on the date where it's going to be one date where we'll have a career fair. Hundreds of colleges and students would participate and uh, hundreds of companies would be there. Some of the companies can actually give tech talks on why why students should join their company or join their organization. And yeah, it's going to be a single date. So you can almost think of this as, I don't know, a hacker-like university, except that it's all virtual and you have hundreds of companies and thousands of students participating and trying to get a job. And we're working on the day. It might happen sometime, of course, in the fall. Yeah, that's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, you guys should see some huge traction there, just given everything that's going on. I don't think, like you were saying, there's going to be a lot of, uh, in, there's going to be some apprehension going to in-person uh, career fairs moving forward. And plus, this makes it a lot easier when it's virtual to have a lot more participants than just going to like the individual career fairs at Stanford or Berkeley or whatever the normal uh, places are that these companies attend to. They can see pretty much students from all over the globe, theoretically. So that's great. Vig, it's been great having you on the podcast. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they want to learn more about HackerRank or anything that we mentioned today in the podcast? Sure. I'm on Twitter. I'm at rvivek, R-V-I-V-E-K. And you can also reach me at my email at vivek at hackerrank.com. Awesome. Vivek, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jesse. Really great talking to you. This week's episode has now come to an end, but our content doesn't end here. Head over to jessetinsley.com where you can find more valuable resources to hire and keep the ultimate workforce. That's jessetinsley.com.